0: amen let's give dan a hand hallelujah good to have all of you in the house of the lord let's all stand good looking crowd here today honey come on over here with me you look beautiful we are glad to see you and we have some visitors in the house today let's give them a warm welcome For all of you visitors, we have uh, something for you at the end in a little package. I'm not sure what all it is, but we'd also like to give you a copy of the book, How to Make the Best of the Rest. You've got the rest of your life to live, so why not make the best of it? You've learned a lot. How many of you learned a lot? Can I see your hands? Yeah. Let's all say, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And you've learned how to do it the hard way, the wrong way, and now the right way. And now find out how to make the best of the rest. For the rest of you, take as many as you want, plant them as a the seed. I believe people are coming to the Lord with this book, and we are glad you are here. Let's give the Lord another big hand. Because Pam and I have been lonely for hand claps, shouts, and all sorts of stuff, because it's just lonely looking at all of you thousands of people around the world but not being able to see your eyes but we're glad you're with us okay it was really upbeat with the worship i was trying to figure out how to bring this in about the things that are going on in the world today because it seems to take a nosedive down but by the same token i think we need to address it pray for our nation and move on you all in agreement So let's all say it. When I go down, I I can get up. up. And I have been down and sometimes even depressed and oppressed over what's going on in our country today. And uh, I look at things from the standpoint of a white man, a white Christian. Uh, If I were a black man, I believe things would be different. I think I told you the story about when I was in the Marine Corps and ran into first racial uh, discrimination uh, stationed in Beaufort, South Carolina. And so perception is reality. Everybody say, perception is reality. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with having two different opinions about something. That's part of our nation. There's nothing wrong with protests. We were born out of protests. So there's nothing wrong with that. But there are radical elements in the world today of anarchism. And they're rooted in Marxism. The devil is the author of Marxism. Everybody say, the devil devil is is the author of Marxism. And that it is a slippery slope to go from socialism to communism to Marxism. And that is the move of the devil. And he wants to infiltrate every type of system that he can. He wants to infiltrate peaceful protests. He wants to infiltrate universities. He wants to infiltrate churches. He wants to infiltrate. I heard this definition one time of, uh, of Marxism, socialism, and communism. They're all basically one and the same, a slippery slope, versus capitalism. Capitalism is the unequal distribution of wealth. That's a fact. Communism, socialism, and Marxism is an equal distribution of misery. And we don't want misery, we want victory. And if you want to know what Marxism will do to a country, take a look at Cuba, take a look at Venezuela. Venezuela could have been and was at one time on its way to becoming one of the richest nations in the world, and now they barely have enough food and water and electricity to get through the day because they yielded to Marxism. Just when everything in our nation started to settle down again. Yesterday we had another shooting in Dallas. Young black man was uh, shot again by a police officer and uh, now there's burning again. They burned down the Wendy's that was right there where the shooting took place. And we need to pray for this nation that we will have wisdom as to how to address openly the subject not based on what's right and wrong and, well, I see this and you see that, because that's when you come together like this. It's based on, I see it differently than you see it, not sure what we need to do, but something needs to change. How many of you would agree something needs to change? And it's not a question of, well, you guys are bad or we're bad or this is bad or that's bad. It's a question of what can we do? One thing that I'm praying for is that in the military, we had what was called rules of engagement. And the rules of engagement was that you never reply and respond with deadly force unless you are actually threatened by deadly force. And uh, we do know that there are instances where deadly force was not involved. And I hope this comes across right, but we don't need to defund our police and our law enforcement. But there is an organization that we need to defund. It's called Planned Parenthood. But we do not need to defund our officers. We need to work with them and thank them for serving. We have black and white officers working together that have lost their lives serving this great nation. So we're not perfect as a nation. Our founding was perfect based on Christian Judeo ethical values, but we've made mistakes in the founding of our nation. But we are a righteous nation, not based on our performance, based on the blood of Jesus. And there's a big difference. Everybody say, there's a big difference. 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 You are righteous because of the blood, not because of your actions. Turn to your neighbor and say, thank God, I know that. (laughs) We, We are not righteous based on our actions after we get saved. We are righteous because of the blood of the lamb. So we need to do this. We need to thank God for the melting pot that this nation is. We are a great nation. We are a melting pot of people from all backgrounds and races and colors. Thank God for that. The greatest nation on the face of the earth. We're not perfect, but we can move in that direction. And I believe you need to find a law enforcement officer, and I believe you need to thank them for their service. Not all law enforcement officers are bad. Most of them, I would think almost all of them, are good, law abiding people themselves. But we also need to understand in the black community, they view it differently in certain areas, especially of the nation. And that we need to be open to a dialogue and working one with another, but realizing there's an enemy out there. Everybody say there's an enemy. And it is the devil, and he's good at what he comes to do kill, steal, destroy, and divide. But that's not going to happen with us. Everybody said, That's not going to happen with me. me. We are going to reach out to people because God loves everyone. Can you say amen to that? Now, let's pray for this nation. It's going to take an act of God to heal us. But it's okay, we've been there before, unfortunately. And we can come through this. We came through so many things in this nation because this is a Christian Judeo nation. From the very beginning, with the Mayflower Compact, we were declared a Christian nation to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Supreme Court has ruled. This is a supreme this is a Christian nation where people of all faiths are come to minister to worship the Lord or not to worship the Lord. There are voices out there, even in the pulpit, Christian men and women of God. I've heard them saying it. I'm listening to some of them. This is not a Christian nation. This is a secular nation. This is not a Christian nation. Jesus said, you should... You
1: said it's not a Christian nation.
0: That's because my tongue didn't work right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I said? Thank you. I'm glad God gave me you. Isn't she, isn't she pretty? That's what this is a Christian nation. And the word comes to me that you should know the truth. The truth shall set you free. Your kids, by and large, are not always learning the truth in school. They're not always going to learn the truth in universities. They're supposed to learn the truth in the church. But first of all, through mom and dad. That's your responsibility. I talked too long. I said too much. Are let's pray, pray for this nation. Yes. We're going to do it right now, my darling. Thank you for correcting me. Okay. First time that's ever happened. No. <laughs> Let, let's pray for this nation, and then we're going, to, we're going to pledge allegiance to our flag. This is nice to flag, flag day. Hope this comes across, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some people don't see the flag the way we see the flag. That's okay. We live in a free nation. Everybody say we're a free nation.
1: We're a free nation. If
0: you want to respect the flag, respect the flag. If you don't want to respect the flag, that's your freedom. That's why men and women died so you can do whatever you want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to respect what I believe is the greatest nation on the face of the earth with many faults, but the greatest nation on the face of the earth and that it's still a bright light. Let's pray. Father, we pray for this nation. Lord, I pray for your mighty hand to move. I pray that you will anoint men and women of God to come together, to become, to, to become one, which what is what we are as a melting pot. We are Americans. We are the human race, loving one another because you first loved us. And we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Give the commander-in-chief, give the mayors, give the governors, give all of the political people uh, wisdom to know what to do. But Lord, we are not looking for a move of the government to show us what to do to bring racial equality. We are looking to you You are the author of everything that needs to be done. And our faith is in you, that you can heal this land in every part and every country. We bind the work of the devil. We bind the author of Marxism, atheism, and we command it to be gone off of the people. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, for this beautiful nation that you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Let's do the Pledge. You want to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? You know it?
1: <laughs> yes, but I, you know, um, I read this story about this where um, there was a pastor in Washington, D.C., who was sharing about the Pledge and realized the Pledge of Allegiance uh, could be said by any nation because it was just um, the words didn't have the truth in it that this nation is under God. And President Eisenhower happened to be in that service, went back to his office and issued a proclamation that we would add under God into the Pledge of Allegiance. I think that is why people want to remove under God from the Pledge of Allegiance. But this nation is under God. Even though what we see, God has not left his throne. Amen. So let's say it. I pledge allegiance To the 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 United United States States of America America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice justice for all. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's give the Lord a big hand. You can be seated. You can all be seated. Let's make our confession. You want to lead us, honey, in the newer version, and then I'll do the oldie but the goodie.
1: Okay. Here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me.
0: You look so pretty. Okay, here's the only bit of goody. The Word of God God is truth. truth. If, if I, I live like the word, word, I will be blessed. If, if I, I don't, don't, I won't. It's, it's just that simple. Tell that person next to you, it's just that simple. It's just that it simple. It is not rocket science. Honey, we're going to be talking about love today, kind of a part two. We talked about love last week and how that love is the answer for everything that we do. It's the answer for the world today today. And uh, I've been talking a whole bunch anyway, so why don't you just go ahead and take off and then I'll catch up.
1: Well, last week we talked about um, that really we're to be imitators of the Lord. And God is love. That's what it says in First John, that God is love. And so when we receive Christ, we received a love that goes beyond any barrier that the enemy could put up in front of us. Now, we don't always have to respond with that love, but we have it. Everybody say, I have it. <laughs> And it talks about in Matthew chapter 5 that we're to bless our enemies, bless those who uh, despitefully use you. How many of you have ever had somebody do that? Yes, all the time there's situations, circumstances, not because people are evil, but because the devil is evil. And he works through people just like God works through people. But we're believers. Everybody say we're believers. And so we can discern between good and evil. So when we see someone who despitefully uses us, someone that wants to harm us or hurt us, we can see beyond what they're saying to what's on the inside of them because God didn't create them that way. And so we're able as believers to really minister the love of God because we're not looking or seeing or hearing. What they're saying, we can discern that that's really the enemy who has injured, wounded, hurt them. And they're responding out of what's on the inside of them. Uh, You know, when you hold a new baby, there's no evil that you see in that baby. The Bible says that we're all born into a world of sin. That's because Adam failed in the garden. If you're going to get upset with anybody, get upset with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve? I said Eve, didn't I? I said Adam and Eve, but to me... really Eve and Adam. No, it's really Adam and Eve.
0: Eve screwed up first.
1: No, Adam screwed up. Because Adam was supposed to be guarding the garden. Everybody say, where was the guard? Amen? I'm not trying to let go of the women's responsibility in this. But the man was assigned to guard the garden. Next week's Father's Day, men are assigned to guard their garden. We'll just move on. Um... (laughs) Because that's, that's what's lacking, really, I believe, at the root of a lot of our situations. And it's also lacking in women who don't respect their husbands anymore. Yes. Get lead, follow, or get out of the way. I'm, I got it here. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> I just believe we can fix this if we get in God's order and understand truth. Everybody say truth. This whole thing started in the Garden of Eden, and it's perpetuated all through time. But God sent Jesus. And so if we look at the new covenant, we begin to be born again. What's that mean? We change our whole thinking. And let the love of God, the same love that delivered you. How many of you are glad that God loves you? (laughs) I'm so glad he loves me because I make mistakes. I mean, I do some pretty dumb things sometimes. I was thinking of the word stupid today. And, you know, stupid's in the Bible. Stupid is as stupid does. Wasn't that a movie, that movie you like? Forrest uh, Grump, Gump? Force, Forrest. Forrest Gump. Yes. <laughs> uh, we do do things. Stupid just means we did that, and it, it's, it's something that if we thought about it and we knew the truth, we wouldn't have done that. And, I, and I've done that, and you've done that. But the love of God covers all of that. The love of God, it says, covers a multitude of sins. And so I believe that there is an answer to what's going on in our nation. But I believe it will take the order of the word of God in homes, in families, in governments, in every arena. And who's going to bring that if they don't know it? We bring it. Everybody say, "I I bring it. Everywhere you go, you bring it. You girls, you're going to bring it this year. At your school, all you students that are in here, you're going to bring it at your school this year. You're going to bring the love of God that can conquer any evil that the enemy is devising because you discern. Everybody say, I discern. You know good from evil.
0: You know, it's such a a good word what you just shared. But When you go back to the garden, uh, really, the the word of God we said earlier in John chapter 8, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Adam and Eve both knew the truth, and the devil always comes as an angel of light, really, and, and, and basically it's just like in the garden. Did God really say, you know, do you really have to do this? Uh, do you really, you know, you, you know how you feel? And, and he tries to come along and, and, and get you into agreement with him as he subverts the word of God. And the Word of God says we should walk in love. When we shared last week, and I encourage all of you, to, if you weren't here, to just listen to it on the Internet, but how important it is in Matthew chapter 5 to love those who spitefully use you, uh, those who come against you, just to love them right where they are. And love the ta- use the, it uses the word tax collectors. Love the tax collectors. Uh, uh, and it says it twice in there. Uh, you know, that, that was probably the scourge of the world system back then uh we don't like tax collectors that much anymore either but uh but, but you know what i'm talking about uh, it, it's loving people that you don't think are really deserving of it but they are because they're part of the human race and then he ends it up In in Matthew chapter 5, verse uh, 48, last week when we shared, it says, if you'll do these things, then you will be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And that it's walking in that unconditional love. Jesus, in John chapter 15, verse 17, gave us a powerful, not a suggestion, he gave it a command. Everybody say a command. command. Turn to your neighbor and, and tell them, if you're a Christian, you are under command. God is not concerned about how you feel about his word. He is concerned if you will do his word. And Jesus said this in John chapter 15 after saying how important it was what he was going to leave us with. He said, this is my command that you love one another. So let's all say, I am under command by command by by Jesus to love one another. It's not a conditional thing. It is an unconditional thing. It is an act of the will. No matter how you feel, we're going to love people right where they are. If we get that deeply ingrained with us, we're never ever going to take an offense. As we talked last week, you go, there's the evangelist back there. That's one of the Harboat families. Uh, uh, the, uh, she's, she's going to be an evangelist, but but we are part of a last-day army that is going to be so powerful. Now, listen to this statement, because it's so powerful, I believe. It just slipped out of my mind. (laughs) But it's still powerful. (laughs) Beware. Everybody say "Beware." Beware. beware. Beware of victim mentality. Victim mentality is I am like I am because of what happened to me. If you love and forgive the way the gospel says, you will never be a victim of what somebody does for you. Don't ever let somebody else control your emotions. Let God control your emotions. And honey, it is. It's, it's simply a matter. I know we, we, we joke around and laugh, and I love it. the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm getting strong because I love to laugh. You my know. wife this morning, she got a new dog. She has a new little baby dog. That dog's got her wrapped right around her finger. And my wife didn't get the dog out fast enough. The dog goes potty outside, which is really good. She's only a few weeks old. Yeah, but this morning, you didn't do he, it in time. He. he.
1: We're working on it. It's We've always boy. had girl dogs. He calls her a she. I calls him a she all the time.
0: But you know what? A dog is probably, what maybe cats and rats and elephants and all the rest is like that. But dogs probably the closest thing to unconditional love. Yes. Just, you know, they, they just want to love and lick on you and just jump in your lap and look at you with a, like when you dated. You know, just look at you with all those starly. That's kind of like a dog.
1: Stay on track. We're talking about love. Well, oh, go ahead. It's Keep your going. turn. It's your turn. i
0: talk talked too <laughs> long. I've talked too long.
1: You know, um, yesterday I was out here praying, and um, there's a story in Copeland's Faith to Faith that I want to read to you because I think it's so important. It, it's a position that we have in our world today. Um, I think the love of money uh, really promotes a lot of the anguish and the anger that's at the root of everything that goes on, and yeah. um, I was reading... Uh, my, this is way ahead, but I, I remembered this, and it's called A Firm Foundation is what he's talking about. But he tells a story, and I'm just going to read it because I think it's so important. You know, God wants us to love in our home, wherever we go, in business. Everybody say in business? I think that's a great place <clears throat> for believers to really shine because in the business world, it's about really um, who's going to profit. Who's going to profit? I mean, it can become a money issue. And, you know, you can't love God and love money. And God said that we're to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our might, and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And I know most people wouldn't think, well, I don't love myself. But but within us is this uh, need to protect, which is good, but sometimes it's protect at all costs no matter what it benefits the other person. And this story, um, I I couldn't bring all my stuff up here, so I have to do it with my phone. But this is what it says. Um, If you'll build your business on love, everybody say business. Now, you can apply this to your home or wherever it is. You'll prosper beyond your wildest dreams. And this is uh, Kenneth Copeland speaking. He said, I had a friend who did that. He went into a television and radio business in his church. He wanted to buy a station from a Jewish man and be offered such a good price for it that he offered such a good price for it that the owner was stunned. Now, we're talking about today blessing somebody because you're a believer. Everybody say love. love. The love of God always wants everybody to win, everybody to get blessed. And then it goes on, it says, "Why?" this man said to him, why would you offer me such a wonderful price, asked the Jewish owner. Because the word of God, everybody say the word of God, (laughs) says that if I will bless you, God will bless me. So I'm going to see to it that you get the better part of this deal. Everybody say the better part. part. You know, um, I was looking at this building. I thought, Lord, this would make a great church. But you know what my heart was? And this is what I prayed. If we would buy this church, if we'd buy this building, Lord, Make it a better blessing for the man who owns it than for us. You say, oh, well, let's both get blessed. No, let him have the better blessing. Because I read this, and it stuck with me. It's been with me. I hunted for it yesterday because it came to me. Before it was all over, the Jewish station owner had made Jesus the Lord of his life. Everybody say, praise God. And he and my friend ended up prospering and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ together on the radio. God has a way. If we have that in our heart, the love of God always wants to give greater than it wants to receive. It will will sacrifice in order to receive, I mean, in order to bless the other person. And, And that, I believe, is how we're going to overcome what we're seeing we want to bless the other person more than we want to be blessed we we want to make sure that they get the better part of the deal and when we do that that's when the love of god releases a power that will bring people to their knees before jesus christ it'll they'll recognize their need for jesus and uh, that just stuck out with me and I, when we were talking about love and how we're supposed to love God with all our heart, the way we reveal our love for God is the way we love other people. We may not think so, but that's what basically Jesus was saying. This, the, this is the commandment he said, and he didn't say two, he just said, this is the commandment. You will love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength, with everything that's in you basically. And you will love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I believe that's what the world's looking for, is when we begin to not just act like it, we are it. Does that make sense? And God can do that. He did that in my life. He said, he gave me that song in 1979, I am loved, I am loved, I can risk. Everybody say risk. The greatest reason not to love somebody is the risk that's involved. I can risk loving you for the one who knows me best, loves me most. And he did something in my life. And I don't know what happened, but whenever I want to get really selfish, (laughs) God does whisper in my ear, uh, there's no blessing. There's no blessing for them or for you. And so I encourage you. It isn't a personality thing. Everybody say it's not about my personality. This is deeper than that. This is what's in our heart.
0: You know, that's a great word, honey. Um, we're going to talk, uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you want to turn there. Uh, but, but love will, will change your life. And love is a decision. It, it, it is, it, the, the word agape, love, means unconditional, total, totally unconditional. There are no conditions. It's just an act of your will that I'm going to love everyone. And uh, from the time I was saved until the present, it, it's been a conditional walk of love. And uh, I'm I, I purposely being a little bit evasive here, but I, I'll never forget the time when I was told about an individual in another city who was suicidal. And uh, how many of you know what it's like to really almost hate somebody? May I see your hands? Uh, in, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, I love them as long as I can stay away from them and never be around them. It's okay, but it's not exactly what God meant by love. And, uh, but I remember the day that, that I had gotten that information, and I thought, no big deal to me. I'm not my friend. And uh, instantly in my spirit, and, and, and from that moment on, and even before that moment, I tried to pray about everything. I'm not saying I was perfect, but tried to pray about everything. And when I had the information, you know, I began to pray about it. And this is what I heard in my spirit. I want you to go pray for that person. And it's like, oh God, that cannot be you. That is no way. And I prayed again, and I heard it again, and I heard it the third time. And so I finally did it. And uh, not only do I think it set that person free, but more importantly, it set me free. I shouldn't say more importantly, but it set me free. It set them free, but it set me free too. When you will love everyone, you will not be a victim to other people. And Jesus, in the book of Matthew, we we shared a Mark. We shared it last week that Jesus said uh, when he was asked what is the greatest commandment, he said, "Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your fellow man as yourself." And when you get that healthy self-love within you to realize God loves me and I love me and now I can let that love flow. The only reason the Dead Sea is dead in Israel is because it has no outlet. A lot of people don't have an outlet of love in their life because they have not loved themselves. Now let's all say it. I I need to love myself.
1: Love myself.
0: when you get that revelation it's not selfish it's not self-centered it is a spiritual principle of the word of God from Jesus himself I love me I can love you and Pam I tell you what over the years I have now this is going to sound funny so it's okay to laugh turn to your name and say it's okay, it's okay to laugh I can honestly say I love me I love what I see when I look in the mirror. I love what God has done in my life. Sometimes when I go back, to see where I used to be. It's like, oh, I can't believe I used to do, say, and act the way I did. But now I see what God has done in me. Now I can let it flow to other people because that healthy self-love is there. How many of you know what I—can I see your hands if you know what I'm talking about? You got to love yourself. And if you don't, if you're here today and you don't feel Stop. that way about yourself, get alone with God and let him heal you because something is in you that needs to be healed in you so that self-love can be there, honey. And that's, the, that's why Paul said it, it's so important to understand love. Paul had to go through a transformation. Paul was a mean guy when his name was Saul. He was really bad news. We've gone through a transformation.
1: Definitely. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Yeah. (laughs) The one thing we had in our favor was we both knew God told us to be together. You know, it's very important, you know, that you know that you're with the people God's called you to be with. And then when you've you've settled that, then you're able to work through the things that you have to work through to make that situation work. And uh, I would just say this. uh, Walking in love does require a lot of tears sometimes a lot of letting go of things that yep. you know really you, you, you feel like you know, you're know, you not really protecting yourself but the key is the more you know God takes care of you the less you don't have to be concerned about other people taking care of you. Uh, the more you know God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory and I'm not just talking about finances I'm talking about yeah. any need you have the more assured you become of that, the easier it is to walk in the love. That's why Jesus could love everybody. I mean, Jesus was persecuted all the time by people. And he even said, if I'm persecuted, you're going to be persecuted. Yep. So we're going to have to live in a world that persecutes those who love God but still be able to love that person because love is what tears down evil. Love is what breaks down evil. The barriers with people and so uh we, we we've had our share of times uh as we've walked through this but in the very beginning we felt like it and we talked about it uh god told us your marriage is for people to see the love of god so you know we may f- we may have a situation on saturday night but we got it fixed before sunday morning amen <laughs> 'Cause we need the anointing of God in here.
0: That's that's why we bought two cars.
1: That's exactly why we bought well, two cars. Well, actually
0: we didn't buy two cars. No. We have two cars. We
1: have two cars. <laughs> on purpose.
0: I'm on myself. purpose.
1: I'm I'm up and out. The only thing I see of Pastor Bill in the morning is a kiss goodbye. I don't really see him until I get here. That follow you around a little bit. No, really, you don't much. In the morning? Yeah. Before church,
0: hmm? you're asleep. Oh, that's right.
1: But I just let, other mornings. I let sleeping other mornings. sleeping. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> we have hand signals. <laughs> They're talking about love. Let, I know. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs>
0: Oh, you want me going? Yeah. <laughs> L- listen to what 1 Corinthians 13 says. I, I remember, uh, I don't know if it was Pastor Hackett or, or Pastor Billy Joe reading the scripture, first time I ever really heard it. I didn't understand it. Uh, it- when I heard it, and I thought, well, that would be really great if it were true. Well, it is true. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, we're going to read verses 4 through 8. Uh, it- it's called the love chapter, but it- it's so powerful, that especially the commentary. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy nor parade itself. It's not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. It's never provoked. It thinks no evil about others. It does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, Love never fails. Everybody say this. Love Love never fails. fails. Now when you apply right or wrong to it, then your love will waver. It's not based on right or wrong. It's just based on a fact. Love never fails. So let's let's say it one more time. Love 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 never fails. Love never fails. Now look at the commentary. Listen to the commentary. Love always suffers long having patience with imperfect people. Hallelujah. They're everywhere, aren't they? Love is kind, active, in doing good. Love does not envy since it is non-possessive and non-competitive. It actually wants other people to get ahead since it does not parade itself. Love has no self-effacing quality. It's not ostentatious, in other words, not about itself, about you. Love is not puffed up, treating others arrogantly. It does not behave rudely, but displays good manners and courtesy. Love like this that God gives us does not seek its own way, interested only in its own rights and demanding precedence. Rather, it is unselfish. Love is not provoked, never. It is not irritable or touchy, rough or hostile, but is graceful under pressure. Turn to your name and tell him, I am graceful under pressure (laughs) they need to hear that and so do you love never thinks evil it does not keep an account of wrongs done to it instead it erases resentment that's where victim mentality comes in that doesn't do this it erases resentment love does not rejoice in inequity finding satisfaction in the shortcomings of others and spreading an evil report. Rather, it rejoices in the truth, aggressively advertising the good. Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about other people, credits them with nothing but good intentions, and is not suspicious Love hopes all things, never giving up on people. Everybody say it. I can do it. I can do it. And that's the key, honey. Never giving up on people. And then it all comes to a conclusion. In 1 Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. you all know that scripture. Uh, now abides faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. And that, that greatest gift of love is ours to live in, and not only will it set other people free, it'll set us free.
1: You know, God, um, I was just thinking as he was talking, um, I work with Heather Harbolt, and she and Shane were married 25 years yesterday, right? Or no, Tuesday, this Tuesday. Everybody say, praise the Lord. And, and I don't think she'd mind me saying this because she posted on Facebook. They were 16 and 18 when they got married. When they came to our church, they came with Reuben. Reuben, stand up back there. That's Reuben. He has a wife now and a baby and a baby on the way. That's Reuben. He was a little, little baby when they came. And uh, they've been with us the whole time. And I admire them because I have watched them in their love one for another. They have been through some pretty crazy things. And of course, because we love them, uh, we've we've been involved in some of those crazy things, believing God with them. But I watch Heather, and um, and Shane. They are faithful. They love God, and and they are they're, they're committed. They're loyal. the The attributes. Everybody say the attributes of love. They keep unity no matter what's happening. And that is the love of God. And, and I just bless you guys. Congratulations. 25 years, four boys later. And, uh, you know, I, I know, you know, that was probably not the way they intended to start out, but they loved God, and they had praying parents. Everybody say praying parents. We got to get on the stick here, people. And we got to believe God and make our homes a place of love like this talks about and i'm not saying it's easy pastor bill is wonderful but there are a few things <laughs> and he always shares about my few things but uh, what's number 1 number 1 well right now i can't. <laughs> it's when i'm in the tub and he turns the light out in the bathroom that's the worst and he goes, uh, 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 and I start screaming, shut and it, then you, he it. says, hey. what's wrong with you? I'm the only one in here. I'm thinking, it's because you're in Can here. you give
0: them an imitation of your screaming?
1: No, I'm not going to give an imitation of my screaming. Oh, and the other thing, when I get out of the car, see, these are minor probably to some people, but not to me. I get out of the car, and I start for the house, and because he has to wait to pull the car in, he honks the horn. And I'm going along and I go... and he's back there. He said, "If you would not jump, I wouldn't do that. I think that is not right. That, that's my fault that you honked the horn. That's impossible. I was just minding my own business.
0: I'm trying to calm. Those your are emotions. the two
1: things. Calm my emotions. Praise the Lord, that did it. (laughs) He is very playful, and if he doesn't have anybody to play with, I'm next. So I got a dog. Thank you very much, (laughs) Tricia. And he's got his dog to play with now, and I'm home free.
0: (laughs) You didn't think that could happen, did you? I don't know what there's about that dog, but he. Uh, <laughs> in the beginning, we could never find him, and he's always in my closet, on top of my shoes, falling asleep. I don't know.
1: He loves Bill. <clears throat>
0: let me let me just as we kind of wind down here, love has so many attributes. Uh, it is one of the greatest medicines you will ever be able to absorb yourself in, in First Corinthians. Chapter 4, uh, it, it tells us the attributes of love and how we should love one another. Uh, Paul told Timothy when Timothy was struggling, and a lot of people, when they start to struggle, they don't realize it. the real problem they have is with love. And uh, with that love, out, out of love flows forgiveness, out of forgiveness flows that uh, ability to never be a victim ever, ever again. And a lot of people today are are looking for answers in the world when the real answer that they're seeking is to let God's love fill you and love yourself the way God loves you. And it's interesting, when when Timothy was struggling a little bit, Paul went to him and said, Paul, excuse me, he said, Timothy, stir up that gift that is in you when I laid my hands on you because you don't have a spirit of fear. Timothy was struggling in some areas of his life. He was fearful. Fear is gripping the world. Fear is gripping America. Fear is gripping major metropolitan cities. Coming attractions, fear is going to try to come here too. But we don't have to accept it. He said, Timothy, stir up the gift. God hadn't given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And when we study 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and probably for time's sake we just need to kind of wrap it all up, right? It basically says this, that you should love one another because God first loved us. And it goes on to say that that God has taken care of fear in your life because perfect love casts out fear. And he who fears has not been made perfect in love. All fear, everybody say all fear. all fear. All fear. is based on lack of love. Now most people will say, no, no, I have a fear because they've named it. Glory to God, give me a break. Doctors, lawyers, scientists, they want to name everything and make you feel validated in your victimhood that now I have a fear of height, I have a fear of what's, acrophobia, spiders. You do not have a spirit of spiders, but you make me kill them. Uh, You kill spiders too? Okay. You've never seen Charlotte's Web, have you? No. Okay, so you can't kill spiders if you see. How many of you have seen Charlotte's Web? You can't kill a spider. They're trying to get home. And, and, but.
1: (laughs) Well, they get to heaven. That's where they get to
0: (laughs) permanent. But perfect love, let's us that. perfect love love. casts out all fear. And if you ever understand that, when you become fearful, it is not a situation or circumstance. It's a lack of love. It's not the light in the bathroom that's off. It's a lack of love. No, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I, just, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't want it out there. Let's go home and take a bath. Let's <laughs> we'll see if you've been set free.
1: I am free. What? Go ahead. Well, I do want to share this because I... Um, Everybody say strife. Where there's fear, there's strife. Always, always. It's part of it. It's part of the package that the enemy delivers. When you get fearful, there's opportunities for strife. How many of you know that? In your own life, you know when you begin to, to start to feel like you got to defend yourself or you got to say something. It's it's because you fear that you're not okay or you're not going to be okay. And oftentimes, this strife comes. And this is what Pastor Billy Joe, it was. it's in the Bible that uh, somebody put out. I think it was a spirit filled But it's called uh, shepherding amid the supernatural. Everybody say, we have spirit, uh, supernatural weapons. Yes. <laughs> Love is the greatest one of all. But it goes on, it says, whenever God moves by the spirit. Now, it, we can look at everything that's going on, but truly, God's moving. Could you say that? God's moving. You may say, oh, no, I, I, this doesn't look like God. Move, God's moving. We don't always see God moving, but God is always moving. He is moving. And this is what it says. The efforts of the adversary, everybody say the adversary, will manifest in many ways in order to seek to stem the flow of divine grace, which is what we sang about today. This text notes both envy and strife, their source and the impact they make. Ultimately, the devilish source, the the devil is the source of fear and whatever comes with it. And it goes on and says, of both indicates satanic enterprise finding human cooperation. Can I say that again? This is what it is. This text notes both envy and strife. In other words, what what the enemy does and manifests in order to stop divine grace, their source and impact they make is ultimately him. So it's satanic enterprise or the devil finding human cooperation. Mm -hmm. In other words, the devil can do nothing unless you cooperate, unless I cooperate. How many people want to cooperate with the devil? (laughs) How many people want to cooperate Hmm. with God? than say, God did not give me a spirit of fear. Fear, fear. Because fear is cooperation with the enemy. It goes on and it says, the pure workings of the spirit can quickly be soured if jealousy or anger, how how many of you believe we're experiencing anger right now, is given a place, confusion, the Greek word disorder, commotion, and instability. That's what the enemy is trying to do to us to the people of the world through COVID, through this racial issue, it's all to produce instability in people. Well, we are the people of God, we're not not unstable. We have the wisdom of God, which makes us stable in all situations. will infect, this thing will infect the life of a congregation, a team of workers, or an individual unless prayerful monitoring Resist these evil seeds being sown and taken root. Only the love of God and the Holy Spirit can help us stop strife. Well, we have strife big time. The reason we have strife is because fear has taken root in all groups of people. Not a color issue. People are fearful. And it gives a breeding ground for what we see happening right now. But what we have to see as the church is that God is moving. And if God's moving, then he's going to need our cooperation. Because the devil has cooperation right now. And it's being put all over the news, the televisions, the newspapers, wherever you're listening, social media. The enemy is putting it out there. And if it's good that's put out there, there are people now who are canceling. Everybody say, canceling. It's happening. I heard somebody preach about it last night, Paul Doherty, and it's called uh, Cancel Culture. If they don't like what's said, they take it off. Well, you can't take anything out of the airways of God, people. Prayer goes right through there. There is no distance. And so the church right now, we have a great opportunity to begin to pray and stop what this fear is that's coming against our whole world. But we've got to know the truth. We've got to know how to pray, and the Holy Spirit will tell us. Everybody say, we win. I read the book. But there's a battle, and it is ensuing, and we've got to know what we know.
0: Amen. You know, I would encourage some of you to find somebody on the Internet that you like that lines up with the Word of God and uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. A person I found on the Internet I really like is Candace Owens. I encourage all of you to follow her. She's absolutely awesome. But I want to read this scripture again that I already shared with you because I shared it from memory and I I missed a, a really important verse as we conclude. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is in this world, so are we. The answer for the world is the word of God And the power of the Holy Spirit, whatever the word of God says, whatever the Holy Spirit leads, that is the word, and it's rooted in love. And therefore, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And then the conclusion, it is absolutely beautiful. We love him because he first loved us. Let's all stand and this is the answer for the world today. And the three things that I felt like the Lord showed me that we need to do is really what we just read. And honey, you can pray for the people. But number one, you've got to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. If you do that, you're on the way. But then number two, you've got to love yourself the way God loves you. And then number three, you just let that love pour out to other people everywhere that you go, and you are going to walk in a new dimension of faith, because faith works by love. Go ahead, honey.
1: Father, we thank you today for your presence in this place. We know, Lord, that you make a way where there isn't a way. And Lord, as we look at things in the natural, and we listen to what's going on with our natural ears, it appears that... It's an impossible situation for people to be able to uh, stop or to be able to correct or to be able to bring order to. But, God, you ordered the whole universe. And so I know if if your life today is in a situation where there's fear or there's things coming against you, then it's the perfect love of God that's going to take you out of that position. It's the perfect love of God that's going to bring you through and the spirit of the lord the spirit of the lord is in you to bring you through i pray today father for every person here that they will hear your voice in situations where they're struggling right now especially with that spirit of fear especially with a lie of the enemy that you have anything to fear because god has said he will perfect everything that concerns you that's his word that he will make a way, he will make a roadway in the wilderness. He will cause rivers to run in your desert. And in Jesus' name, I speak freedom. How many, just lift your hand if you've been struggling with fear in this whole situation. Anybody in here? Yeah. Anybody? Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, we just take authority over it. In Jesus' name, no fear, no fear how many of you have to make some decisions right now and because of what's going on you don't even know how to make the decision because you don't even know how to go about it would you lift your hand i want to see your hands y'all get them because i believe that's a word from the lord lord decisions that have to be made i thank you lord that the wisdom of god is not lacking for those who believe in the lord i thank you for wisdom wisdom that will come from above the wisdom of God to show every step that needs to be taken in order to see you do what needs to be done in their lives. In Jesus' name, I thank you that it says if we ask... You will give it liberally and i ask today for each one whose hand is lifted lord we thank you that you have not forgotten about this world you have not forgotten about the united states of america you have not forgotten about the state of indiana nor have you forgotten about tippecanoe county and the people who live here and i pray that we are covered by the blood the name of jesus is exalted in our house and no weapon formed against us will prosper, that we are going forward. Nothing has changed in the plan of God for our lives. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. You know, you may be here today, and maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, although most of you I know are part of this church. Or maybe you're here and you've drifted away from the things of God. Maybe you're watching somewhere in the world, and you know, that your life is not right with God. He loves you. His love will never change. But eternity is waiting for you based on the blood of Jesus. And if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let this be that moment. As we pray, I'm going to ask you to join us in prayer. Letting the power of Almighty God change your life for eternity. Let's pray together. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. I've sinned. I've made mistakes. But I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my heart. Take control of my life. The true desire of my heart is to serve you and to be all that you've called me to be. If you prayed that prayer. You are a new creation. God's got a wonderful plan for your life. You call our church, 765 447 7777. We will send you a packet of information, a book, make the best of the rest of your life. No matter how you've messed up the first part of your life, the rest of your life can be the best of your life because God has gone ahead and He's prepared the way. Now, for all of us, how many of you believe that you could do a better job of loving God, loving yourself, and loving your fellow man? My hand is raised also. So leave it up there. And let's make this confession. Lord, Lord, forgive me me for times when I have not loved the way I should. should. I'm part of your last day army. army, And I submit to you to to love you you with all of my heart, all of my soul, soul. all 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 of my strength, all of my being. AND TO LOVE MYSELF THE WAY YOU LOVE ME SO THAT I CAN LOVE OTHERS EVERYWHERE THAT I GO. HOW I MANY OF YOU BELIEVE THAT'S THE WILL OF GOD? LET'S GIVE THE LORD A GREAT, BIG OFFERING God. NEXT SUNDAY, RIGHT HERE, 10 O'CLOCK, WEDNESDAY, YOU'RE ALL INVITED WITH YOUR CHILDREN INTO THE SANCTUARY, 6.30 or Pam doing an awesome message on something. She'll tell you about the new bathtub experience. She'll have a new message. Go and be blessed, Our stay and be blessed.